Hi, welcome to The Truth of Being with Miriam. I'm your host, Miriam. The Truth of Being with Miriam is all about sharing what's real, in real time, more or less. Most episodes will be solo episodes where I riff on my latest thoughts about the world, and every so often when I feel inspired, we'll have guests on to share their perspectives that may seem outside of the box. I've always wanted a safe place to share my views, and I know I can't be alone in that. So if you resonate with these ideas and ways of thinking, I would love to connect. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Hello! (laughs) Just wanted to pop in and do a quick little introduction of the podcast, Truth of Being with Miriam with David Rostowski. Um, It was really fun to jam with him, and I think you guys will really enjoy this podcast. Um, He lays a lot of context. I talk all over the place. (laughs) I have outbursts of excitement that don't necessarily fit in, but they're there. And yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun experience. We had a great time recording it. I had a great time recording it. And I feel really grateful. I feel grateful to be in this relationship where all of these aspects of myself get to be expressed and I get to be more of myself every day and he calls more of me forward and forth and yeah, it's really beautiful. You know, they, they said back in the day, probably in like the 20, like 13, 14, 15 era of me, um, I remember being told like, questioned like oh wait you think you can like meet someone like that's like you that's like interested in all those things like I I don't think I don't think so and I just was like what like they're like I don't think you're gonna meet anyone that's like interested in spirituality like you are and I was like "Mm, I don't know I was just like I think you're full of shit I think I am (laughs) I think I am gonna meet someone that totally gets me and like can jam on all these topics so here we are so Yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll see you next week. Hello. (laughs) No, I'll start again. That's a big, well, whatever. We're here. That was a big sigh. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Like Eeyore. Takes a lot of energy. <laughs> you caught me at a bad time. Oh my gosh. Goodness. Awesome. So welcome to the truth of being with Miriam. I'm here with David Rostowski. Hello, that's me. <laughs> that is you. Yeah. We recorded this earlier. Um ten seconds earlier. Yep. Then we got into a big discussion about Names. Miriam and her lack of a last name. Yeah, and then I was t- saying, which I'm gonna say again, um, there is a way to not have a last name on Facebook, but you have to live in a certain part of the world. It's I, I feel like it's like a teeny tiny country somewhere. Huh. Um, so I looked into it. <laughs> <laughs> not for the sake of moving there, but I was like, oh, if you like somehow hack it and have their IP address, if you have that IP address from that particular part of the country ping, then you can have Facebook without a last name. Wow. So we have to go visit there. Well, why can't we just find their IP address? You're techie. Well, I mean, yeah, we could use a virtual private network and try to, like, work around it, but I doubt that they... <laughs> I imagine they don't just let you do that. No. There's ways to kind of tell. It's weird that you have to have a last name or, like, a something on Facebook. Like, I know mm-hmm. people, some people don't use their full real name. They, yeah. like, make up stuff. Yeah. 
But yeah, I've never, I don't know. My last name just feels like, ugh. Hmm. That's why nobody knows it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't use it hardly at all. I mean, that's okay. Do you know it? (laughs) No, I've never asked. (laughs) Just kidding. Of course I know your last name. Miriam Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah, it's Elizabeth. It's funny. I remember when we were going through uh, Access Granted. It was like that. Oh like, yeah. It was like that seven week like mystery school, uh, galactic mystery school. Um, Amitian Jordan put M E as your initials yeah. on, the, on the envelope. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It's part of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's how my certificate is. It's congratulations, Miriam Elizabeth. I'm like, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, I mean, it just like reminds me of my dad, and it, it just feels like there's like a lot there. Hmm. I don't know. I imagine the work will come up when it's time and whatever or not. And I think that's why people end up having their last names. Like Ice coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Every time we're talking, we got to make sure we have some ice coffee. Um, But I don't know. I think that's why people change their last name to like divinity or like Mm -hmm. divine blossom spearhead or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then you're like, your mama did not give that to (laughs) you. (laughs) Or did your daddy? Tell me that's what your dad had on his birth certificate. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, there's something in a name. Like, mm-hmm. it, I love, like, I love my first name. I feel so good with it. Like, it just feels, like, so mm-hmm. right. And, like, I love seeing it when other people have it. I'll, like, mm-hmm. see it on Instagram. I'm like, oh, my God, they spell it the same way, too. Mm-hmm. Or, like, remember that when we were in um, Denver, Colorado, and we took a lift to the airport. We'd never done lift before. We'd always done mm-hmm. Uber. Mm-hmm. But we took a lift, and the girl's name was Miriam, and I was, like, freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'll sit in the front. <laughs> I know, and you talked to her the whole way. Yeah. You're normally, like, silent in Ubers. It's funny. Yeah, I know. Well, because normally I'm sitting in front and just talking the whole time and, like, making yeah. conversation, and it's kind of awkward, but... Yeah. But yeah, you just you just jump right in. You're like, hi, my name's Miriam too. Yeah, I felt like instant connection. <laughs> awesome. I was like, how does Lyft work? Wait, you have the car? Oh, and you have a baby? What's your baby's name? <laughs> when is your baby born? Your baby's also named Miriam? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's my favorite name ever. <laughs> I need all the information. What's your husband's name? Miriam? That's such a good name. <laughs> oh my God, so egoic. <laughs> and not ashamed. Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk about like... I don't know. I feel like I keep talking. I feel like my brain is um, like it only can talk about certain things or something. Like I'm like short circuiting or, or like I only have because it feels like it's at the end of the day, it's always the same message that I'm delivering. And I'm like, am I just like not broad enough? You know, because like today when we were talking outside, I was, I was like, oh, my God, let's record a podcast because I really want to talk about like. I know I last time I talked about the importance of like just keep creating and not get sucked up in the noise. And I also tend to get sucked up in the noise because, like, I also want to know what the noise is. I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> and <laughs> why are you laughing? Well, because it's, it's just funny. I mean, I think that's how the messages work, you know? It's like at one point the message is like, all right, don't get sucked into the noise at all, you mm-hmm. know? And then the next day you're like, mm, this noise is really appealing. Why do I want to yeah. get so called there? And then it's like, man, the message I just put out was to not go into right. this. Why do I feel so called to go into mm-hmm. it? I'm like, am I supposed to listen to my other message of not going in and keep creating? Or am I supposed to listen to the calling of going in? Totally. Which one's the most spiritual one and the right <laughs> one? <laughs> but what I love about you is that you're following your truth above what's like quote unquote right. Even what's in right in your head. Yeah. Which is really cool and admirable. Oh, thanks yeah. love. I'm getting there. I'm learning it. Oh, yeah. I think I do that too. Just, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just an out of place humi- humility. 
I'm getting there too, you know. <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me to go political for a second with the like um, Rudy Giuliani stuff, and like Donald Trump was like he's still learning the facts because like he's Giuliani's out like spewing like truths, but like mm-hmm. now they're saying they're like oh shit, like that's not what Donald Trump's saying. Like mm-hmm. there's all this like um, back and forthness. So it's just funny because like. I watched something, I can't remember if it was like John Oliver or Trevor Noah, but it was like, it was like Donald Trump's talking about Rudy Giuliani, like he works at Chipotle, like he's getting it, he's getting the facts, like, like oh I know he screwed up your burrito, but like, That's awesome. he's new here, so it's just, it reminded me of that, when you're like, I'm getting it, I'm learning, it's like, That's you're amazing. already there, um, but to talk about all the things, I was thinking like, um, well, I'm thinking a lot of different things, but one of them is like, all the things that are like happening in the collective, like all the hashtag movements, the things with Danielle Laporte, um, which feels like it was like a year ago at this point. Um, the stuff with Kanye West and like just Mm -hmm. all of it, like Mm -hmm. it feels like the, like a friend, the fringes of humanity. Like it feels like the extremes, like all the, the people that are engaged heavily in these conversations and they're like so solid in that, whatever that is. I'm like making my hands are like far apart <laughs> as like the two extremes. Um, it just feels like, what do I really want to say? Oh, it feels like an invitation because this is what it keeps coming back to for me, which is I'm like, oh God, I keep having the same message. Um, is like, it's an invitation to be with those aspects of yourself because like we all have the ability within us to fly off the handle and like act like Kanye, whatever the heck that means. Um, and like say the things that he's saying. And like, there's also like a lot of truth in what he's saying. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm like watching him and I'm like, fuck, I totally agree with him. Like I, I get it. I believe the same thing. And then he says other stuff and I'm like, I don't really know about that. And then I'm like, Oh yes, I totally do. And (laughs) it's like, Um, but like, what would it be like to be with those aspects of yourself? Like the fringy aspects that are like pressing against the edges of humanity and the edges of what is culturally acceptable Mm -hmm. because like all these, these people that are like these like iconic people that are having extreme messages, they're, they're disrupting. They're it's like a pattern interrupt. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's perfect. And it's needed. Otherwise it wouldn't be happening. Cause like, it's all part of the orchestration. It's all part of what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just curious about it because I, I think it's, it's an invitation to be with those aspects of ourself. And like, once we can be with that within ourself, like it's so easy to be with it with Kanye. I'm like, like, it's not like, I'm not operating from my triggers. I'm not like coming at him with hate and anger. Like, not saying that I'm like super evolved. <laughs> like <laughs> guys, I've got it all figured out. I'm not saying that at all, but it's just, it's just interesting to witness. And I think like for the sake of bragging, um, the group program that I run and the women that are in it, the truth of being with, of course, is the name of the program. Um, we've gone to such depths together and like nobody's operating from their triggers in there. They're all just literally holding space and being with each other. And that just says the heights that we can go. And I think, like, when we talk about, like, the next wave of human evolution, like, next wave as in, like, right now and tomorrow and the next day and the next day is an invitation to be with all of these aspects of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because 
it just feels like that's what's here. And like, how else are we going to like move the needle or like, how else are we going to influence humanity if we're not able to be with all of those aspects of the human experience? Mm. And yesterday I did an interview. (laughs) I basically just needed you here so I could talk to you. (laughs) Um, Yesterday I did an interview with Lindsay Arnault, who's fucking amazing artist oh my god i'm obsessed with her guys follow her on instagram at (laughs) l-i-n-z-y (laughs) a-r-n-o-t-t she is absolutely absolutely incredible um and she wanted to interview me which blew my mind because i was like wait you're the amazing artist what are you why do you want to interview me like i as far as she knew i was just playing with pastels (laughs) like i wasn't I don't know. It was just an energy. Mm-hmm. But what felt really cool is I was really like proud of myself afterwards because I was like, wow, I got to show up in my fullest expression. A piece of that is the container that she holds and the space she holds. Mm-hmm. And another piece of it is just allowing myself to like be in my fire and be in my passion and like speak mm-hmm. and the other and, and cry and like have those like heartfelt touching experiences where like my eyes are all teared up and I'm really receiving what she's saying and feeling the truth in what she's saying. And I don't know that I would be able to have the range of human experience or be able to be witnessed in the range of human experience Mm -hmm. if I wasn't giving myself permission to be with and like having the group container of the truth of being with that has really opened that up. Cause like, why else are we here? Like, if we're just going to operate within this, like, little, like, two-inch spectrum of, like, oh, I'm happy, oh, I'm sad, and, like, that's it, but, like, there's so much more, and that's what I think we're being called into next. It's, like, it's like it feels, like, multidimensional, and, I mean, I'm sure you can give this more context, um, but it just feels like it's, like, yeah, it just feels like it's, uh, I don't know, there's, like, two, there's two pieces to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like on one end of the, on one end of the discussion, there's like sensationalism in the media, and it's like the the idea that like oh the media just focuses on the most extreme things and like um, it's all the worst pieces of society. And I came to the conclusion a few years ago that I didn't want to watch the news anymore. Mm-hmm. Same. I, I wanted nothing to do with it mm-hmm. because, and I rested that on oh it's not it's not really real anyway Mm -hmm. like this isn't actually what's going on but since i've been being more with myself and just naturally emerging as myself there's this deep desire to just know what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. and it's not that i take that to mean that that is the whole world right but there are millions of people reading these things Mm -hmm. millions of people relating with these things that's why they're so huge that's why the media runs what they do is because it mm-hmm. works because people want to read it and consume it so there's there's something there that is representative of something larger in humanity mm. whether or not we want to admit it there are aspects of our media and our cultures that are really really representative of where we actually are mm-hmm. and i think you can take the stance of i want nothing to deal with it or i want nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and you can also take the stance of i just want to know what's there yeah and i'm willing to be with all of it yeah and I think that's underneath the real, like the real question underneath all of it feels like, am I willing to be with this or am I not willing to be with this? 
not do I want to take in this terrible information that's mind controlling and blah, 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 blah. Because if you're really solid in your truth, you can watch anything, read anything, totally. and it doesn't and matter. Yes. Last night, I literally spent two hours researching Mormonism and all the deepest beliefs and watching their, like, their cool. truths. But I, I'm not a Mormon now. Like, I don't <laughs> believe all of that stuff. I, I, I felt threads of truth in some things. And then I saw, like, wow, this is a dude who built this. And, like, I saw the other aspects of it. Yep. And I was able to form my own opinions. That's what I feel like we need. Forming our own opinions? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. our own opinions, our own truth, our own access. Yeah critical thinking yes discernment like truth like your own truth and let mm-hmm. that be good and i don't think you have to be swayed or influenced by what the noise the fringes mm-hmm. of what's going on outside of you mm-hmm. and i i also don't think you need the equivalent of noise canceling headphones to live in this world <laughs> yeah. like i think that I think, we have yeah well we do and i love my noise canceling <laughs> headphones and there's a time for it there's a time to go in there's a time yeah. for solitude but I think there's also a time to just let our ears take in the quote-unquote noise yeah. and the quote-unquote sensationalism and to still be able to be with it. Yeah. To not have every time you take off your noise-canceling headphones, your ears be completely overwhelmed and your body goes into fight or flight and you shut down and go hide in a hole. Mm. I think there's extremes of that where yeah. you get so disconnected from reality that you can't play there anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's useful either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just kind of sent me on like a... Um, I just thought was thinking of my friend Sarah's work in the world, working with children with autism Mm -hmm. and like thinking, I I don't know enough about it to speak into it, but I'm just so curious because they, they tend to be more sensitive and I would even, I would want to say like evolved in like the sensitivities and the noise, Mm -hmm. whatever the noise looks like to them and like even like texture and sensation and feeling. And I'm just so curious um, about that. I don't know. That's just where I went just now. Yeah. Because, like, I imagine, like, someone that is that sensitive, like, noise-canceling headphones, the metaphor Mm -hmm. of Mm noise-canceling headphones, um, feels, like, helpful and valuable Mm -hmm. as, like, a tool. I I guess it goes that way for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of sent me down a different path mentally. Yeah, and, I mean, even in Sarah's work, I think what she's doing with those kids from what I from what I remember her mm-hmm. speaking into is like is teaching them how to be in the world mm-hmm. and to not necessarily tune down or suppress their expression but to be able to still relate and to connect through yeah. through their own experience mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just a it's another beautiful metaphor for just what we're all doing you know we're yeah. all trying to sort through the noise we're all yeah. trying to connect yeah. we're all trying to be more of ourselves and learn how to operate in the world mm. And yeah, there's just really, there's really something here that I want to like, I want to pull this thread back Yeah. because, <laughs> yeah, because the, the idea that there are these extremes in our society right now and that they actually mean something, mm-hmm. I think is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, when I asked you earlier, like, Hey, what do you want what are you going to record your podcast on? Exactly. I was like the fringes of society. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, cool! Like, what do you, what do you mean?" And, that's, and then, yeah, we started talking. I'm about like, it. "I don't know, but let's let's see where it goes." Yeah. Um, and then immediately after, I thought about this this yeah. little passage from my book. Yeah, I want you to read it. Yeah, you want me to read it? Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, I just stayed up all night. It's one twenty three p.m. and last time I woke up yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, I mean afternoon. Yeah, he, at like four fifteen. Yeah. Oh, really? Was it that? Okay, so yeah, I haven't, even, I had my I haven't quite been up at uh, 
for 24 hours. Yeah, but, We're but I'm going on no sleep. Um, and lots of energy. And lots of energy. Um, yeah, talk about your book. Okay. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, so the book's called <laughs> The Ascension Manual for Planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> can, you just, can you say it again? Yes, the book is called The Ascension Manual for Planet Earth, which is this earth, our home. And it's a manual, a channeled manual. There's a, a, a subtitle that actually came through last gonna night. I was going to ask. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, so it's called The Ascension Manual for Planet Earth. This is still pending. It may change. But okay. You heard I, it here first, guys. This is like TMZ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, David, what's your pending title for your uh, upcoming, <laughs> upcoming book? All right. I'll sneak it to you just for this one. Uh, the Ascension Manual for Planet Earth, An Education in Reality, Conscious Evolution, and the Second Paradigm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. A channeled text co-written by David Rusnowski and Virgil of Sirius is the being that I channel. Um, so it goes through like, what is this reality? And then their, their core teachings on the first and second paradigm, um, and then into some, some larger contexts and, and then a transition into the, into the second paradigm and really understanding what that means to live in a new paradigm that includes greater divine access and, and all the things we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so I it's have kind to of, tell you, yeah, I told, I told the ladies the ladies. Yeah. I sound like I run a group for like 80-year-old women. I told the ladies, I told the women in the truth of being with yeah. that you love, that the thing that like hits your heart the most is when people are talking about the second paradigm and like using it in their so own true. day-to-day language. Yeah. yeah. I just really... Yeah, it's it. just true. I mean, like for me, this book was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like it just poured through. It was two or three days. It poured through like five chapters of it poured through and then I went back to it and realized that everything I'd brought through was a part of this book. Mm-hmm. Like all the channel nights, all the channel nights, every, every personal session that I had, all the context I received, like a year's worth of my own awakening. Mm-hmm. It was almost like my awakening, the exact awakening I was go through, going through was preparing me to be able to bring this through mm-hmm. and to be embodied, to embody it just enough to be able to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm learning and leaning into it, but I, I understand it so fully now. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's amazing. I'm just so excited for... I think humanity. you're more embodied in it than you give yourself credit for. You're not like fucking yeah. making a Chipotle burrito here. It's true. I, <laughs> you're... I, I don't give myself credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Because my transition's been just wild through my whole life. It's like a, I, I wrote in the acknowledgments at the beginning to my, to my brother... Uh, to my brother Michael for walking a parallel path from the beginning. Mm. Thank you for all you put into making my freedom and happiness one of your top priorities and for now serving as living proof that proof that yes, this bullet train of a journey really did happen. Mm. <laughs> it's just like... Wow. It's just... Mm. It's mind-blowing. It's so mind-blowing coming from the Jehovah's Witnesses and, and just, just all of it and now being here in this relationship with you and bringing this through and talking about it. Living at my mom's. Yeah, what a what a thing. <laughs> so weird, yeah. Uh, I loved your Instagram yes. post, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my my favorite piece was when you were talking about the like. Remember when we used to mm. live with my moms before everything happened and before we all took off and. Mm. I just feel it. I feel it in your life. It's it's happening. I just I'm just watching you go fly. It's so mm. good. It's so, so beautiful to watch, and I like support it and love mm-hmm. every bit of it. I just want you to like soar and mm-hmm. to be you, and for the world to see you. And I also feel my own like parallel journey in that of like mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. of this book like, coming mm-hmm. to completion. It's like, oh, this is bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, 
<sighs> so, so that's the book. <laughs> You're supposed to read the thing. I'm going to read the thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, he's going to so, do some context laying. No, just so <laughs> the thing to come back to the, the conversation that we're having. <laughs> You're so good at this. I'm over I here. Love. My eyes are tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Live kiss. <laughs> Live kiss. Kiss on the air. It's the best kind. Mm. So <sighs> we're talking about this larger collective and the fringes, right? The fringes of our, of our reality. I'm laying a little bit of context, yeah, but see, just before I start I reading this. this. That's what I love about you. Um, and as soon as Miriam said that, I was like, oh my goodness, this exact same thing is what just came through in the book today. Like it's what I was just <laughs> writing like a few hours ago and editing this piece and looking at it. And um, It was talking about our own transformations, you know, and getting really present with our shadows and being able to see them and recognizing that they're a piece of us. And when we see our shadows, that it doesn't actually change anything. Mm. Like, it's not like we see this terrible thing about ourselves and see our shadow, and suddenly we are a terrible person. Right. And literally nothing has changed. Yeah. We can still be just as confident and just as loving of ourselves and compassionate of ourselves. Um, but in a way, everything changes because we, we see it. Mm. And as soon as we see it, we have the ability to shift it. And in a way, as soon as we see it, we already choose to be, make a difference. And it's that choice that actually mm-hmm. changes things. Um, so... So this piece, I just pulled a little bit from the book. Um, again, unedited. Oh, I'm this finalized. is fun. They get to hear it I first. know, it's cool. Um, so this is the, the piece from the book that, that kind of has to deal with the same thing that I thought of when Miriam was saying this. It goes, the same thing is happening in the world is what we just described on the individual level. Attention is going deep into the valleys of experience. Sexual predators, income inequality, governmental corruption, civilization collapse, financial revolution... Attention is going to the unconscious aspects of humanity because timelines are chosen where these aspects of the collective body need to be renegotiated to move forward into the coming iteration of society. Mm. Nothing actually gets worse when these aspects are illuminated. But as presence is being brought to these things, structures of being destabilize. Presence naturally changes the present embodiment to bring it more into alignment with the current values being prioritized as a soul or a soul collective. As your collective becomes more present to shadow aspects of being, more light floods in. More light creates a more embodied light system to represent that. Your entire society is moving into a higher order of collective being that is more light, that is more true, that is more equal, that is more prosperous for everyone, not just the few. This is where everything is moving because this is where everything is being held in choice. I think from the, the larger collective level, I mean, take just America as an example. Like at the beginning of our Declaration of Independence, one of the very first things they talk about is equality. Mm-hmm. Like we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Mm-hmm. But on the world scale, that was a big deal. Mm. It was new. It's a new idea. So with America as cheesy and pompous and ridiculous as we are there is that value that rose to the top of the collective on equality and now it's getting challenged everywhere yeah everywhere that makes so much sense oh it's like yeah it reminds me i talked about this who knows when but like it's like when you choose your word for the year (laughs) and then you get challenged in like Mm -hmm. the opposite yeah, um, yeah. to re- return you to that word mm-hmm. and it feels like 
as a collective, as a country, as a nation, we chose equality. Yeah. On even like conscious, subconscious, like we're still in that. We're still here physically on this land, receiving we're that vibration. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, it's being challenged. And oh my god, I fucking love this. Of mm-hmm. course, it's being challenged. Because yeah. it's the same thing that happens to us when we say, "I'm going to make a ton of money." <laughs> and all of the money stuff comes up. Yeah. And it's so debilitating. Yeah. Because it's all present. But it's not like that stuff's coming up and anything's different. We're just becoming aware to the things that were keeping us from that reality already. Yeah. So like uh, right now as we're yeah. pressing into equality, it's not that everything's going to shit. It's that we're pressing into more equality. Yeah. This is li- it's <laughs> yeah. literally our evolutionary edge. We are yeah. witnessing ourselves pressing into more equality. Mm-hmm. Hashtag me too. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. All the hashtags, they are literally us pressing and evolving mm-hmm. as a society. It's not everything being terrible. It's mm-hmm. literally our evolutionary edge. Because mm-hmm. nothing's actually changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Other than more awareness. Yeah. Which is a very, very positive change. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Just guys, we're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we, me and David, but like all of us right here, right now. <laughs> yeah, because you're following it too. You get it. You're hanging. Gotta add the humor in there. <laughs> we get so serious about all this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's serious, and we are so smart. I just love it. Mm. I just love that we get to get like better and better as a society. Mm-hmm. So my question now, I'll let you talk, but I, I'll also think about it. You'll let me talk. Is, my sovereignty. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I just mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say a question and make you feel like you had to talk. I also didn't <laughs> want a question and then make you think that I was going to fill in. So just, oh. this is the question for the space. Is what okay, I mean. perfect. I love it. What I'm curious about is what what does this conversation that we're having now have to do with those those fringes of society, mm. right, and that that culture? So, like, we have the concept, we understand that this is the evolution of our of our collective, and that like all the shit's coming up. But like, how does this relate to like us watching the news, or like us watching Kanye West, or like mm-hmm. reading? all the hashtags and, and all mm-hmm. of that, you know, like I just want to loop it back to like the initial conversation. Cause it feels mm-hmm. like there's, there's more there mm-hmm. cause we blew out to the big context. Everything yep. makes sense. Everything is beautiful there. Yeah. And then we like shoo, come back and it's like, mm, where does it integrate? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just keep hearing the same thing of like the invitation to be with yourself. Because it's so easy to hear something that you don't like and like respond to it, especially online. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to like Scorpio like stinger. <laughs> like yeah. I'm doing my Scorpio stinger impression that you can't see, but And just like, hate it and push it away. Right. But like what piece of yourself are you rejecting and denying mm-hmm. in that? Because I, I just I like it's hard for me to believe that like like we I mean, I do believe that we all have like the, those aspects with, we have the murderous rage within us. Mm-hmm. We're so capable of that. We're and like literally animals. <laughs> yeah, literally totally. Animals. Totally. And like, we've all had the thought of like just fucking driving and being miserable and pissed at life. And you're like, what if I just fucking yank the wheel really hard to the right or like yank it to the left and crash yeah. into the median? Like we've all had that thought. Yeah, like... Um, 
nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like we all, but like we're not acting on it. Some of us are, and some of us are playing out those, those aspects of the human experience that need to be played out to awaken the rest of us. Like I, I also think mm-hmm. that's a piece here that's happening. Um, but I think like it's an invitation for stillness and being with yourself and like seeing what's there and like asking a friend to like be with you and like be like, Hey, like this is like really bothering me. Like I want to see what else is here. Like this can't just be like, I'm just not mad at Danielle Laporte for her lighter program. Like there's something else playing out here. Like for me personally, like what is it? And it may not even be related to race. It may, it may have be completely different when you actually get to it. Hmm. Um, or like working with someone or whatever it is, but like, yeah, I just think that it's an invitation for deeper reflection Mm -hmm. and like owning, like owning that shit in yourself, like owning the like misogynist, owning the racist, owning like all of those, like the predator, like all of it. Mm -hmm. Because like, I think owning those pieces of ourselves like also allows us to claim the light aspects too. Mm-hmm. It makes it a hell of a lot easier. So it's like, and you can see yourself in them. Like, like for example, I know I'm talking about Kanye West here, but like when he's going off and like saying all the things, I'm just like, fuck, we are speaking the same language. There's like an aspect I think where he's not, it's interesting because like, I want to say if he was more grounded, but that's not what he's meant to play out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something awesome about his ungroundedness and why is being ungrounded a bad thing? Like sometimes when I'm ungrounded, like that's when mm-hmm. I, I'm tapped into like my most creative flow, especially mm-hmm. with art. And I'm like buzzing and like in the feminine and surrendered mm-hmm. and like, um, and like zinging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like access, like it may, I wonder, I'm curious if, um, there's like a, a higher access point, higher as in like, not necessarily better, but um, like a higher vibrational like access point you can reach when you're not so grounded. Like I wonder if that's like the draw to psychedelics because um, you're able to like... Totally, your reality construct breaks and it's the reality construct that's holding you down. Mm-hmm. Or that's, that's like holding you down to this earth mm-hmm. so you can still function, but also holding you within the paradigms of the earth. Like if mm-hmm. you break like a psychotic break from reality here yeah then like you can you can step into whatever reality you want Mm -hmm. and there's distortions there because you're you're trying to figure it out all by yourself yeah from that state almost Mm -hmm. from that broken Mm -hmm. reality Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing it's like how do we integrate like Mm -hmm. that the larger concept to here to this grounded human experience Mm -hmm. it's the same question yeah, and I think on an individual level, when I watch things like Kanye, my my thoughts, my like almost guesses of, of when I kind of feel into his consciousness are, I think he has some some layers of, of ideas that like it's him versus the world, mm. um, and that like there, there are literal physical threats of people coming to get him at any moment. I don't know whether or not that's true. It could just be valid. Yeah. But I think that's the lens that he's looking through things with. Mm-hmm. So through that lens, he sees, oh, it's it's like there's this whole system that's pressing in on us. Yeah. And he's waking up to fundamental truths, but there's it's distorted through a lens of, I mean, fear for survival. Yeah. Um, Which I can get. I mean, totally. 
but like that's the only way my understanding is that's the only way that he can interpret the profound truths that he's come yeah. to realize the yeah. only way he can interpret it is by f- is by fitting it into his lens of celebrity and mm-hmm. making the best possible sense that he can make of it yeah. when there there may be higher perspectives that he can hold or step into and that he will inevitably press into i think we all come to those places mm-hmm. but what i'm most interested with is not his transformation but is what happens on our side when we watch that. Mm, because mm-hmm. if we're unstable yeah. and if we're holding on to like fragile pieces of reality, when we hear him shake things up, yeah. then it, it rattles our totally. existential belief. Totally. And if we're not solid there, yeah. which I don't believe 99.9999% of, of humanity is right now, yeah. has a solid existential belief. I believe that's why this text is so important. That's yeah. why it helped me from yeah. going absolutely crazy to just understand this. Yeah. But if that so existential excited. belief isn't solid, then mm-hmm. <laughs> then you watch Kanye West and you like yeah. you almost have the mental breakdown. Yeah, yeah. So you can't watch it and you go, "Oh, mm-hmm. he's ridiculous. He's, he's crazy. He's, he's like he's crazy." And yeah. then you you push it away. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree. It's about being. It's about being able to be with. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Man, it's so interesting because he like. I'm on this Kanye kick right now. <laughs> Here we are. Um, and it's not even about that, but kind of. like. It's interesting because he, is in the, he has a lot of potential to shift the needle. And like yeah. he's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of power that works in the first paradigm. Mm-hmm. And like he's also seeing this like alternate reality of like what else. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also a little limited right now in the collective thought because... He had a very public, from the perspective of reality, mental breakdown. Yeah. And he, like, got up at the VMAs and, like, the Taylor Swift yeah. thing. Was yeah. Like, Beyonce won this award. <laughs> yeah. like, I remember watching that, that and I was like, <gasps> Yeah, like, I felt... people can't do that. <laughs> but it was so interesting listening yeah. to him be like, you know, we all get dressed up. It's like, it's a, you all get yeah. dressed up. It's been going on for years. You dress up like you're back in the past and like you walk down this red carpet and you wait for like a gold statue and then one of you wins and the other four of you have to go to dinner and be like oh didn't win (laughs) and it's just it's interesting that we're like playing out these like games like that's part of like that's that's part of what we do here it's just it's fascinating because when he said it like that I was like yeah it is kind of weird yeah, it's so odd. When you hear someone <laughs> say something so directly about what something actually is, it yeah. just it's like when you when they it's break like it down. Mind altering. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because you just accept it. Mm-hmm. It's truth. I want to talk about this too. By the way, this comes oh. from a an interview with Kanye West and Charlemagne. That's why we're talking oh, about yeah. this. There's an hour and forty minute interview where Kanye West is basically reemerging into society from his mental breakdown and has this first Quote interview unquote. with with Charlemagne. He calls it a mental breakthrough. Yes. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two things. One. My mom had a, like a mental breakdown in 1994, quote unquote, um, total spiritual awakening. And mm-hmm. it's just interesting because she didn't have context. Like mm-hmm. imagine like what that would have been like now and like having like you in her life, like mm-hmm. laying context and explaining what's happening and like, no, you're not fucking going crazy. Like you're open. Like mm-hmm. you're seeing things, you're feeling things like this is real. Yeah. And here's well, who are you talking to? Okay. Let's pull them through. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally and like here's some tools to help navigate this here's a way to clear your field like here's sage here's like a prayer you can say here's like all the things you're doing for her now yeah 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 oh god full circle here we are um but the other thing i really wanted to say so 
but the, the, well, no, before I get to that, the solution is to medicate and it still is. And like for Kanye's example, like the, the solution was to institutionalize and medicate, like mm-hmm. keep them, keep people, keep us, keep whatever chain to the rhythm. Like mm-hmm. you need to be able to be a working member of society. You need to be civil. You need to be all these things and stay within these like certain parameters in order to be seen as like, mm-hmm. what's the word? She described it as good Kanye. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> it's like Sorry. a new description word. <laughs> to be good Kanye. So <laughs> for me to yeah. be good Kanye. <laughs> and like you, you have to, and like my inner rebel just wants to like fuck all of it. Like I, like my fire and my mm-hmm. rebelness is like, I, I love the idea of being a disruptor. Mm-hmm. And like, so speaking of disruption, <laughs> what I love so much too about the Kanye interview and like, the, the like whole thing with like him wearing the hat, the make America great again, Donald Trump hat. Yeah. Like he was asked about it and his answer was like, well, yeah, like I want to make America great too. Mm-hmm. Like who doesn't essentially. Um, and it's so funny because like it doesn't necessarily have to go hand in hand. Like, yes, he can be a Trump supporter and whatever that means about him mm-hmm. and like all the things, but like his, his meanings and his message is so multidimensional. Mm-hmm. And he said, he's like, I'm an artist. Like, you can't just like ask me that. Like, and like, yeah. what I love about that is like, I relate. I actually pulled up his chart cause I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling some synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has rising in cancer and so do I. So like our whole chart is the same. Like all of our houses mm-hmm. are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So like first house ruled by cancer and like so on. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and his, um, Uranus, I believe, I should probably double check the chart, is in um, Scorpio, which I'm just like, boom, because Uranus is all about like destruction, disruption, like, mm-hmm. like, like, just like fucking it up. And Scorpio is like the deep, like digging and like transformation, like death, rebirth, death, rebirth, like. Oh, interesting. So it's cool. And I think it's in his mm-hmm. fourth house. Yeah, Scorpio's, we're at, it's in our fourth house, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is. Um, like family, home. Um, so it's interesting. And if you take home from the vantage point of like earth, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway. I know so little about astrology. Well, that it's, I mean, I do it, too. It's just, well, you know quite a bit. Well, I don't know. I might be making this all up. <laughs> well, I have no idea what you mean when you say any of the planets or any of the signs. So you know, well, you know a lot. Well, I was kind of explaining a little bit. I know, it was, it was good. I'm just okay. saying I appreciate that you have a oh, different lens. Okay. I, I dig it. Cool, yeah, because I was like, I need to know his chart. Like, I'm feeling something with mm-hmm. him here. And the what I relate to with, like, wearing the hat and the whole thing and, like, making mm-hmm. America great again and all that stuff um, and whatever that means, like, that's kind of, like, my play on words with the podcast. Like, it's the truth of being with Miriam. And it's the truth of being with Miriam like it's it's like it's mm-hmm. multi-dimensional there's mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. meaning and even the yeah, logo that's why I want to do the highlight reel too right same thing yeah right I'm gonna cough it's okay <laughs> throat chakra activate <laughs> um uh yeah I just I love it and like yeah. like even in like my written posts like there's like there's secret messages in there yeah. um and I just love It'll it. Like it's... hashtag ET on like a random <laughs> post, and like, it's, it's just I love it. It's so it's so fun. Yeah, I like to like just play with it a little bit, and yeah. like like disruption, planting seeds, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels fun to do. Hmm. Um, 
it's like mind fuckery in the light, like, yeah. or of the light. So what's funny is to imagine someone taking something like, like something that you're doing or something that I'm doing and then criticizing an aspect of it, putting into a certain context and then labeling it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens with things most obviously with Kanye, right? Like, oh, Kanye's a Trump supporter and he's just doing this for his records. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can just, and then throw, literally throw yep. the whole discussion yeah. away and the person yep. and cast them into the, yep. like, this person doesn't matter corner of the brains. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Wow. Mind-blowing. How often do we do that? So often. Mm-hmm. How often do we make the decision, oh, I can't be with this, yep. so I'm literally going to throw this concept and person away. Yep. How often do we do that? Mm-hmm. Wow. But, when, yeah. Yeah, when there's, like, there's so much richness there. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much richness within all of us. Yeah, and that's not... Like, to actually pick apart what that actually means, Mm -hmm. because we say that all the time, there's so much richness in literally every single person Mm -hmm. across the planet. Yeah. All seven billion of us. I was going to post a Facebook status, and if not, for some reason, I'll just say it now. Use your access. (laughs) I was going to say, how many of you live in a community? And then I was going to see the answers. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the comments, be like, literally every person that lives in a neighborhood is living in a community. Mm, Whether yeah. or not you talk to people yeah. is a different story. Yeah. But everyone's, we're all looking for community. But it's all but right here. Literally, there are people that live less than 100 feet from us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't talk to at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know their names. <laughs> that to me, that to me is just representative of exactly what we're talking about. How many people do we literally throw away? from our worldview mm-hmm. just because like we either don't know how to connect or we don't know how to be with mm-hmm. it or we don't know how to experience it. But like mm-hmm. what would happen if we were, if we grew the capabilities mm-hmm. to learn to be with literally anything yeah. and with anyone, yeah. what more of the world would we see? Yep. And in that freedom from being able to see everyone and everything, how much more of ourselves could we actually be? Mm-hmm. <sighs> dig it it's just cool it goes so hand in hand Mm -hmm. it's like you accept more of yourself and you accept more of the world yeah or and you accept more of the world and you accept more of yourself Mm -hmm. it's all the same thing Mm -hmm. we're all the same big organism we're all the same body we're all on the exact same planet we're all the exact same species regardless how much we want to create differences Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm curious about this is maybe going off topic a little bit but Mm -hmm. i'm curious about like back in the day, like, when you were watching, like, 300 and, like, feeling into all... Like a month ago. No, no, no. But the 300 was back in the day. Like, the time era. Oh. I know you watched it recently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not following it. But the actual yeah. movie that was based back in the day mm-hmm, of, like, people mm-hmm. killing each other and, like, yeah. um, it's... Like, that's always been... Like the, that's like humanity has always, has always killed each other. Like tribes have fought and killed each other. Like, has that always been like, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Like and there was never, tell. Yeah. okay. So there was never a time when like the future that I see for humanity is totally different, yeah. but for some reason there's a part of me that thinks we've already had that. 
like I, I feel like for some reason I'm like, wait, didn't we all like live in peaceful times in the past? Like, oh, I mean, there's been peace in the past, but I mean, but I mean, ancient, ancient, ancient tribes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's evidence of tribes killing each other and like finding dominance and like yeah. And there's animals do it right now. Yeah. You know? And animals fight with their own species and yeah. and all of that stuff happens. I think what we're pressing into whether or not it's happened before, whether or not we've achieved it before. You know, some people look to the like, Mayan civilizations and to like other Egyptian mm. civilizations, but maybe that was like a very similar thing we're going through today. Mm-hmm. And now we just see remnants, you know? Yeah. But I think whether or not we've done it before, we're at a time where like we have the opportunity to do it now mm. and to like to press into a society where we're, we can all get along and understand mm-hmm. that we're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a concept that's making it way, it's way deeper and deeper into mm-hmm. the Earth Collective. And yeah. I know, like, years ago when people would say, like, oh, we're all one. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I, I kind of get got it, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember this lady, I, did, I had a numerology reading, and she's like, yeah, you're here to, like, teach people that we're all one. Mm-hmm. I was like, how the fuck am I going to do that? <laughs> Sounds like a big feat. I don't yeah. understand. Because um, <laughs> I was like, I don't, like, because I was living in a time where, like, everyone else was so different. And I was like, they don't get me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the, or I'm the different one. Mm. Um, but I imagine we need to go through that phase too. Yeah. Of like, it's like rejection of self on some level. Yeah, it's like an oscillation between rejection of the self or the other. You know, mm-hmm. it's either everyone's wrong yeah. or I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so fragile. It's the exact yeah. same thing. I mean, I still live in some of that sometimes. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it takes a long time for the ego to fully restructure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what most people on the path forget is that our body isn't changing immediately. Mm. That, like, when we think a new thought, yes, like, we can say, and like, I command this to be so, and this is my new reality. We can make it a big deal, and mm-hmm. that helps with our brain. But, like, the literally, the, the circuitry, it's literally hardwired into the computer of our brain. Mm. Like those old thoughts, those old patterns, mm-hmm. the old like unconscious invocations of like deep dark depression mm-hmm. within us. Those things are hardwired. So we can make conscious choices and, and start to change and our we can align more and more with our soul, but like we're we're going to have to address that programming mm-hmm. and it's also going to take time to just unravel. Yeah. Like it's going to take time for us to completely change Mm -hmm. like that is evolution you know like there there was no i don't know there was no like little creature that like suddenly like overnight sprouted wings because it wanted to fly and like Mm -hmm. like started flying and then birds were made like it was a slow process Mm -hmm. our bodies transform pretty slowly Mm. um Mm. but we're also a soul and we're also connected to this massive, massive architecture of all that is, mm-hmm. from the soul perspective, oneness is like, oh, like, of course. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And then we're also these, like, bodies, and we're here, and we're tangibly, physically separate mm-hmm. from the environment. Yeah. And it's like, what is this? So I think there's a lot to reconcile. Mm. Um, hmm. But for me, it's cool starting to see oneness also as, like, okay, I'm carbon, and I'm hydrogen, mm. and I'm, like, what is it? carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, phosphorus, sulfur, one of the things, or like the six major mm. building blocks of the human body. It's also, the, they're also the major building blocks of everything, mm-hmm. of the stars, and like, you know, mm-hmm. like stars are compressing hydrogen into helium into like, into, or into denser and denser gases, or helium mm. into hydrogen, or whatever it is. 
there it's compressing it into denser and denser gases and like all that's happening mm-hmm. but like the literally the fundamental building blocks of the physical universe mm-hmm. are the same thing that our physical body is made mm-hmm. of and when you look at it from that perspective it's like okay like uh, if i look under a microscope and get really 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 small like i'm the exact same thing as this bed mm-hmm. that i'm sitting on mm-hmm. we're the exact same thing as this chair as the trees as everything and in that sense we're also one with everything mm-hmm. it's like that's mind-bending yeah it's really mind-bending mm-hmm. like physical reality is all the same thing yeah but we also have individuations and we also are a separate thing and we also mm-hmm. are so like i think we're all learning to navigate being a part within a whole yeah and like what that looks like we're all learning to be the cell in the body mm-hmm. and i just love i just love this conversation because it's like at the end of the day if we're a cell in a body like we got to learn to be able to accept and be with and work with all the other cells in the body or mm-hmm. else the body's gonna shut down right shut down cancer disease yeah or like a heart that's unwilling to pump blood to the right leg yeah. you know it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah if that right leg falls off the body's not gonna be able to walk as well yeah. you know and yeah it's not that simple in society, but kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we were driving to La Jolla when that like metaphor came through about like mm-hmm. the thumbnail. That was the mm-hmm. day we saw the, the Tesla road show, or the road show, and then mm-hmm. Teslas were there, and we were like, mm-hmm. oh my God. We're so prosperous. <laughs> <laughs> we're amazing. That was also the day when we couldn't find a parking spot, and I was like, can you raise your vibration so we can find a parking spot? <laughs> totally. And then I put that as my quote on Instagram, and then you got mad. Yeah, but everyone loved it. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved it. I got it. mad because it was so real, you know? I was like, no, <laughs> let me just tell everyone I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let people know that I get crumpy. <laughs> So funny. I was going through my own stuff, learning to be myself. And literally, as soon as you shifted the energy, we found a, a spot that was like, it couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah, that's your, that's your version of the story. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's also my version of the story. It's true. It's true. But yeah, that's when the, like, the analogy metaphor came through for like the body. Like... Hmm. Yeah. I still want to do that children's book series. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool. The mm-hmm. cell in the body. Maybe yeah. it's not even a children's book, but just a, it's a short story. I, I like children's maybe. book. I think that's cool. They'll fucking yeah. get it quicker than any of yeah, us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like with, with animation and like fun yeah. pictures. Oh and, my goodness. That's yeah. so fun. So, so fun. Yeah, I love it. I know. In the f- There's so many things I want to do in the future, you know? Yeah. I want to like have a children's book line. I also mm-hmm. want to have like a children's TV show and like possibly a children's network. Like, mm-hmm. like alternatives for early life too yeah not just like i love that not just all the old people who are confused and programmed like all (laughs) you know like and not i i'm considering myself older at this point too you know like like it'd be cool to be able to have really solid conscious etheric Mm -hmm. education full totality of reality education just simply from like five or six or eight like why not Mm-hmm. Why not? If we can learn multiplication tables, we can learn about the simple. Oh, for oh, sure. Like you're kind of like a cell in a larger body. Like that's so, so it just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Mm-hmm. I personally feel complete. Same. If there's anything else you want to say? No. no. I'm complete. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll. <laughs> All right, um, thanks for listening. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. I love I love how little it takes to like get you like on a roll. <laughs> I don't know what, what that means, but
I mean, you just get like, you just get a concept and like it just, when it hits something in you, you just, you can talk for days <laughs> with, with a level of fire and enthusiasm that's like unparalleled and you can feel it. You can feel the heat. You can feel the truth. You can feel the yeah. love and the compassion and the higher perspectives. You can oh, feel how much so. you've been thinking about it and how much you care about mm-hmm. everyone listening. You just, uh, yeah, you're just, you're so fit to be doing this. I think that's why everyone like loves you and wants you on their podcasts and like mm-hmm. wants you as guest appearances on everything they do. You know, like you're mm-hmm. you're going to be increasingly more and more sought after. It's really happening. It's ridiculous that how much things are for you right now, even right now in this moment. Oh, thanks. I just yeah, it feels good. I feel so like aligned, mm-hmm. and like I haven't had to like do anything other than be more of myself and yeah, share more of me. Good. Because, like, that's that's the key. Like, it's not mm-hmm. about strategies or funnels or... Because you can't sustain that crap. No. Or personality. Like, this is a whole other side yeah. note, but we were talking about... We might go over the little the hour mark. Um, well, you already saw that because you can see the timestamp, <laughs> <laughs> which we can't right now. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about, like, like sustaining, like, an image. And we talked about this even before, I think, on another podcast of, like... Mm-hmm. You just can't sustain those personalities and personas that people put out there of like, this is my brand. And like, um, it's, it it feels like there's like almost even like a collective collapse in that Mm -hmm. people are, or people are called being called to like really see who they are and be that because like we can see through it now and like people have their own access and their own truth and their own knowing. And like, they can see through the like the manipulation and like the storytelling for the sake of a sale versus like the storytelling for the sake of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, people just feel it. Like, I think like we're a lot smarter than like the, the industry gives us credit for <laughs> Yeah. whatever that yeah. means. There's this video on YouTube called how Dave Chappelle dodges laser beams it's like a five minute video it's like Seinfeld and like maybe I forget who the people are talking about it's mm-hmm. a bunch of comedians talking about Dave, Dave Chappelle and the laser beams are like basically the things that you like can't do or kind of starts to blow up your career mm. and now Dave Chappelle just walks right through them you just mm. and when I when I watched that video the insight I had from that was it's because everyone else is playing a character yeah and their character breaks yeah under the pressure of these little of yeah. all the laser beams all the whatever but Dave Chappelle walks through because he's like, what? This is actually me. Yeah. What are you, yeah. you going to push on? Are you going to tell me not to be myself? Are you going to tell me that like, you think I'm being something that I'm not? This yeah. is actually me. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to grow. But like, this is actually me. Yeah. Um, it's so refreshing. Yeah. That, that series, that special that he has on Netflix, those uh-huh. like two, two and a half hours, it's, it's the only comedy I've watched probably in the past year or two years that I didn't like slightly cringe at. Mm. Where I like, it's where I like, I literally just feel like it's him. Sit- he's just sitting like yeah. smoking a cigarette, yeah. like on stage and <laughs> yeah. he's like, and he's just talking and it's, he, it's just, it's brilliant. It's so good. But it's, just, it's just him. It's yeah. just his brain just. Yeah. Right out. It's, it's art in its purest form because it's mm. actually him. Yeah. It's not the tactics. It's not the strategies. It's not yeah. anything. I think yeah. that's what we're moving towards. And Oh, yes. That's the world I see. Yeah. Because, and I was talking on the interview that I had yesterday with Lindsay, Arno, um, (laughs) that, like, all of that stuff is, like, it's not, 
it's not working like the 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 marketing and the strategies and like the campaign marketing campaigns and like all the things like mm-hmm. you know like how you need to like look a certain way and like lose this amount of weight and like join these programs to like mm-hmm. be this way cuz mm-hmm. then you'll feel better and like whatever it is whatever the thing is um and what when people feel through the bullshit in that and just connect to their own truth and they're like, ah, no, like I don't need that to feel better. Like I just need to fucking sit with myself and mm-hmm. like be, have good people in my life to feel better. Like the rest will fall into place. The clean eating, the exercise, like it, it's here for me. I just need to choose it. But right now that's not what I'm choosing. I'm choosing to work through something mm-hmm. like in fucking owning that. Like right now is not the time that I'm focused on like my clean eating. I'm having a pizza tonight. Yeah. Like right now during my existential crisis is not the time to like worry about whether I eat green beans or popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. And, <laughs> and I think what ends up emerging from this yeah. is a world where there's more artists, there's more creators, there's more curators. We're like actually living in our purpose and like creating um, mm-hmm. for the sake of creating because we feel the energy pouring through mm-hmm. and it's not about the, the wheeling and dealing. Like it's just not. And like, you're more aligned with the synchronicities. Like we talked about, like mm-hmm. you and I talked about like the, the synchronicity accelerator and like, mm-hmm. and you know who you're meant to work with and who's meant to be a guide, but ultimately overall, like you're your own guide. Like mm-hmm. I understand that more now than ever. And, like, using my own direct access and, like, just trusting. Like, I trust in this more than I'm going to trust probably in anybody else. Like, I will go to other people for ideas and, like, pings because I can, like, I get the hit that, like, oh, talk to Carrie. She actually has something for you with this. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, hey, Carrie, I got the hit. You have something for me with this. Like, does that make sense? And she's like, actually, I don't have access to it. Like, this is the only piece I have access to. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. That's exactly what I needed to hear right now. Mm-hmm. And it's done. And like, that's the world that I think we get to live in. Because I'm fucking living in it. So, yeah. Look at us. Jinx pinch. You owe me nothing. Jinx about my greatness. You owe me more compliments of the same flavor. Yes. Awesome. All right, team. This is great. We'll talk again soon. See you next week. So with all of that to say, you being in your beingness, it opens up space and allows your tribe, ideal clients, and soul family to find you. It's time that you be seen, heard, and understood for who you truly are. Welcome to the truth of being with Miriam. Listen in to episode number two for a peek into my story and where things are heading. All in the name of truth and being.